1: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign
0: up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DW Group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Block Talk Radio.
2: There is no earthy way of knowing. (laughs) Good man. Which direction we
3: are going? Narcillo Camino. It would have been D Wps Shall we have reached a tipping point. And those who identify as non-binary, it is time once again for The Tipping Point. Todd Sexton is here. Adrian Hawkins is going to be here. And most importantly, you guys are here. Thank you for listening. Thank you if you downloaded it or you're listening live. It's going to be a great one tonight because greatness has a name, and that name is Larry Goodman. And I am Stephen Platinum. How are you doing tonight, Larry?
1: I am hanging in there fairly well. How about you, sir?
3: I am good. Are you So, are you still in Chi-Town, or are you finally back no. home?
1: I winged my way back uh, yesterday evening, so I'm back in Atlanta for a big wrestling week upcoming.
3: No kidding. I mean, you could probably tell from my full disclosure, it was kind of a thin weekend last weekend, but yeah. this one, there's going to be a crap ton to talk about, isn't there? Yes,
1: yes. And, you know, Thursday night's one of those times when I would love to be in two places at once because you've got the Dragon Con show going on, one, oh. and a couple of miles down the road, you've got David Marquez's United Wrestling Network first TV taping at center stage. So, yeah, And that's, that's Thursday.
3: Thursday. That's I mean, and then Thursday. Friday, you've got Southern Honor. With, right. I don't know what to call it. I mean it's it's a huge match of course between Austin Towers and their champion David Ali. But I is can I call it a go home show? If they're if they're you know, they're shooting for a thousand in October, I imagine they're gonna pull out some stops on Friday to try to drag all those people um to the October show. So
2: yeah, very it's interesting
3: it's- and then of course Sorry.
1: It, it's a very strong card for Southern Honor for a go-home show. It's a, it's so,
3: yeah.
2: And, of and course, then, we'll you know, and, our of
3: course, and of course Southern Fried. I mean, that's going to be, uh, I mean, a War Games match or whatever they have they could call for legal reasons, but two rings, one cage, Team Manders, Team Sexton. Um, it's going to be wild. Um, Larry, which, which shows are you going to be at? Which ones are going to get these? the grace of your presence.
1: Got to go to Got go to to go the uh, Marquez taping out of curiosity. As much as I love Dragon Con, I've seen many of them, and I know it's going to be great fun. But I, I got to go see what, what happens down there at center stage at this first taping. And then uh, Rob Rod will be at uh, Southern Honor Friday night, and then I'll be at Southern Pride on Saturday. I'm not sure what Rob Rod's going to do on Saturday yet.
3: Okay. Well, a little birdie told me that there's a chance that Pro-South may have their ducks in a row and may be able to run relatively soon. So let's yeah, I heard that same happens. birdie, yes. Mm-hmm. Tweet, sweet. Yes. So, certainly exciting. Well, you had a couple of topics you wanted to cover before we have well, our illustrious guest.
1: Yes, you talked about it on your uh, Full Disclosure uh, some. Uh, yesterday but the the thing about this drop in in attendance uh this last weekend where you know basically every promotion was off fairly significantly except uh renegade who did 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 okay and is that just a you know a one-off thing because kids are back in school or is it more is there more to it than that and i know from talking to uh tommy too much from uh PwC that he specifically said they got people calling to cancel reservations because of citing COVID fears and yeah. more than a few. Um, so is that going to be more of an issue here over these next, the month of September until we get some kind of relief on the uh, COVID situation in Georgia? Is that going to be more of a problem for shows this month and, you know, hopefully not any longer than that, but certainly is that going to be an issue in the short run? And That's is that a great
3: question. I mean, and in Florida, it hasn't affected a damn thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's look, Florida seems to be indignant about COVID. And so they just had, um, I think FIP just did a show in Clearwater and they packed that place out. They did it in some kind of like barbecue bar and grill place and packed it out um, I went to the second show for Pro Wrestling Action, and they were and at first. it looked like, "Oh-oh, you know, they're not going to get the crowd that they got last time." And then David Mack Shaw, the promoter, was like, "Well, we had 100 pre-sales, so let's see." And then sure enough, there were more people standing than sitting, and they were probably like over 300 again. So they're fine. I'm curious because I'm going to go to No Peace Underground. Um, on September 11th and the last show that they had in Florida, because, you know, they just came back from a multi-month, like where they went to like a whole bunch of cities. Um, July 4th did not do well. Um, it was the smallest crowd I've ever seen them have. So huh. I'm curious. Um, I don't think <laughs> COVID's going to keep away, uh, people from the sound bar, but you know, they, they did were suffering from some fatigue, I think. Because, you know, Effie's Big Gay Show had just happened before the, the July 4th one. I think people were – and it was July 4th. So I think people were just like, I'm not going to go there for that. Um, but September 11th is a good litmus test. And I'm excited because Mickey Knuckles is wrestling, uh, I think, A.J. Gray.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's going to be our day. And
3: uh, <laughs> And, um, by Wednesday night, I will have the article about Mickey James done and sent to you. So
1: Mickey Knuckles. Excited
3: about that. Mickey Knuckles. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, you Ah. know, um, the often this, that late end, that end of August, once kids are back in school, um, before labor day, that's typically has not been a good drawing time, um, if memory mm-hmm. serves i mean that's you know the the summer's over you don't that typically don't do that well so that that may be have a lot to do with this last weekend being uh off too and but i think it's also notable like um action wrestling 2 weeks ago they had their best crowd of the year now of course that's a mass crowd but um yeah they 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 did better they did great so it's it's going to be interesting to see how how this plays out, to say the least, over over this next few weeks.
3: Like I said, I would consider if Southern Honor doesn't draw at least four hundred. I would say that's a disappointing crowd. And I would say if Southern Fried doesn't draw three hundred and fifty with War Games and the apparent blow off of the feud, I would consider that a disappointment. So, but that's um, just my thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I would I would tend to go agree with those numbers. Um, I mean this is this is the most as we'll be talking with Mr. Sexton and Mr Hawkins about here shortly, the most momentous show in uh Southern Friday history. So Yeah. yeah you'd think so. Um That's a big one. wanted to touch on the uh NWA weekend for a second. Of course we had one of our several of our own f- folks down uh, up in Saint Louis for the uh shows for the NWA seventy three. Uh, we had the de- we had the debut of uh Judas, as, he, as he was called. I'm, I'm curious to know what that was about. Maybe maybe Mister Sexton can uh, shed some light on what's going on with his fellow Sexton Alliance person there. Why they called him Judias. It was fun. To, it was certainly fun to see Sal Renaro in there too, in that match, and Luke Hawks in that in that battle royal. Luke That, 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 was, oh. that was all. Fu- that was all real fun. So um, I mean,
3: but Judas was booked in that thing about as strong as you could be, wasn't he? Uh, oh, yeah.
1: Never went off his feet. <laughs> they 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 talked about him constantly during the entire match, and then of course he wins.
3: So yeah, yeah. I mean, it reminds me of the the, the de- debut of Logan Creed in Major League Wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. He goes in yep. that battle royal, whoops, everybody throws out Timothy Thatcher at the end. So, like, the big men in Georgia really kind of getting to make hay. And you got to wonder, you know, when that next generation of big men comes up, you know, you would hope Austin Towers would be ready for that kind of spot and get that kind of notoriety. That would be really, really great.
1: So um, I was curious about the how that show did on Fight TV, the NWA Empower uh, and the NWA 73. And mm-hmm. I did talk to somebody who had a little information on that, and what he said was that Fight TV was happy with the numbers and that at least as of earlier today, uh, Billy Corkin himself did not actually have numbers, hadn't gotten them, but that Fight TV, well, whatever they were, Fight TV was happy with them. And, oh, good. um good. Uh, you know, I, I kind of wonder, uh, you, I would tend to think this is their peak audience that they're going to be able to get as far as buyers would be, would have been for this weekend. And I just wondered how well they did. Um, yeah. I was also told that that on fight, you get about the the uh, company winds up with about forty percent of the revenues uh, that they take mm-hmm. in on the pay per view. So I'm just curious what how, how the N.W. actually came out financially, <laughs> I mean, given
3: Fight TV had a big weekend and Larry because they held they had the Jake Paul fight. Right. So so I'm sure they were you know somebody somewhere is doing the Scrooge McDuck and they have all of these. They have all these bitcoins or dollar bills in a pool, and they're just swimming around in them right now. So, <laughs> Jake Paul, the retired boxer, Jake Paul, did you see that where he retired yesterday? Oh, is that right? Yes, yes. After winning his fourth fight, he was just like, "What more <laughs> is there to do? I've I've beaten everybody who's not really a boxer." Yeah. It's
2: it. <laughs> it sort the of, kind of like of it's
3: his it's his version of the the Kaufman intergender title, right? It was just like yeah. <laughs> it's like I am the boxing champion who boxes people who aren't boxers. So <laughs> <laughs> So there he goes. Good old Jake Paul. I really like that Jake Tucker, by the way, the mother lover Jake Tucker, who has Definitely resembles Jake Paul, and so has gotten his hair cut accordingly, which I think is brilliant. <laughs> so uh,
1: I had a question about that, and when I saw that in your report, that Jake Tucker guy. Is he uh,
3: married to Marina Tucker? Is that is that the story? No. No, I think I'm the only one who noticed the last name similarities, honestly. Oh, there's,
1: so there's no relation?
3: <laughs> I don't think there's any relation whatsoever. Oh, Okay. So that's why I was just like, oh, you know, I would, I would, if, if it suddenly appeared where they were brother and sister or something like, or, you know, some evil, like <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde-esque duo, I would not hate either one of those. But,
0: <laughs>
3: but yeah, so, you
1: know, so uh, that was a good la- show. And, mm-hmm. Last week's uh, t- tipping point was, was rather historic in one respect. You have any idea what that oh, might be?
3: I don't. I have no idea.
1: May have been one of the only ones where I talked more than you.
3: For sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Probably was not to be repeated myself again. In check. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was keeping myself in check around Marquez because my inclination was to like, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, and I was just like, no, we want to we want to keep getting guests if we don't want us to go, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't care about the crowd that you get. You know, it's like, I to curb all of those instincts, so. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. Well, we shall see with Mr. Marquez and Peachtree TV and how all that plays out. That's also going to be very interesting, how that, how that all
3: goes. Oh, boy. What a time, what a time, what a time in wrestling. I mean, we're here. We're about to talk about Southern Fried having a War Games match with a Manders-led team against a Todd Sexton-led team. And when you look at who is on each respective team, it's bonkers, right? It's crazy. You know, Judas on one side, David Ali on the other. You know, Coochie on one side. I mean, it's just, I looked at those teams and that really cool-looking poster and thought, this is nuts.
1: You mean that romance novel? poster that that poster yes
3: Rob Rod I'm gonna give him full credit for pointing out the romance novel look of it which I I totally approve you know but who's who's the bodice ripper body that's what we need right we need the, uh,
2: <laughs>
3: the big old chest poking out of that shirt you know somebody dressed like a pirate I mean there's all kinds of ways you could go with it so
1: Hey, well, why don't we get on with the discussion here? I see we've got two people in the green room that we probably want to talk to about this big show coming up Saturday. Yeah. We've got – well, shall we bring them both on at the same time? Oh, my gosh. All right, Larry. (laughs) All right. So we've got uh, the man who referred to himself in the promo as Betty Crocker because he's got his fingers in so many pies. We've got uh, Todd hey, Sexton and uh, his associate, the leader of The Approved. So happy to have this guy on the tipping point, if I can get this thing to work. We have Adrian Hawkins. <laughs> mm. Hopefully he's here yep. now. Hey, you great. Yeah, gotcha. Hey,
3: guys. Excellent. So I'm going to throw the first question out. Um, this is to Adrian Hawkins. How does it feel now that you guys are here? We're, we're a few days away. You're going to be in this war game. You're going to have your chance. Who are you looking forward to throwing their head into the chain link m- mesh the most? Who are you, when yeah. you think about this match, and I know you guys have strategies. You certainly don't have to reveal those, but who can you not wait to grab and throw headfirst into the mesh?
4: Definitely, definitely, David Ali. Um, I uh, I feel like there's still some unfinished business there. Um, I didn't feel like we got as much as we wanted to out of our match at at Shindig. So, you know, I I still have some unfinished business there that I'd like to take care of. Mm. But I mean, and, I'm all for smashing everybody's face into the into the the cage. That's I'm not a I'm not going to
3: be picky about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Todd, same question to you, though I suspect I know the answer. Who, Whose head are you most looking forward to cheese grating on that you know, chain link?
0: Well, the obvious, the obvious answer is David Manders, of course, but there is a part of me that likes the whole virgin to bleed and Marcus Cross with that blonde hair with blood <laughs> going down it. That would be entertaining. <sighs>
3: Lovely I, I mean I would uh, I mean I, somewhere Jeff G. Bailey Just got a semi At the soft- yeah. <laughs> yeah, He crossed his blonde hey, hair Straight with red I mean that kid needs to bleed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who um,
1: Who if anyone Do you fear On the opposing team I'd like to hear from, from both both you guys on that, if anyone. Um, I don't fear concerned? anybody um, because we're a team, so
0: that we have the advantage there. They're a bunch of individual guys, so as far as we implement our game plan, we'll be good to go. I mean, everybody on that team's got some credibility, but as far as
4: fear goes, that may be an oversimplification. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to getting in there. Um, you know, what's gonna happen is gonna happen. You know, people are gonna get hurt. People aren't gonna walk out the same. Um, you know, I I know that going in. I think, you know, Bobby and Nick and and, and Billy and Judas. You know, we all know that Todd knows it. Um, those guys just need to be ready. They need to be ready for you know everything because we're gonna bring everything out there to them.
1: Have either of you ever been in a two-ring um, war games before, or? I have not. This
0: is the first for me. Yeah, this is the first for me. I've been uh, I've been into in a couple of one rings, but this is definitely a bucket list moment for uh, myself. Yeah, nice. I-, I
4: haven't. I haven't either. So, I'm
3: definitely wow. looking forward to this. That is exciting. Oh my gosh, exciting with the double ring! Um, here's an unusual question. So, Todd, Adrian. Um, what do you respect most or what's something you would like people to, because you're going to have a big spotlight on you. You're going to have this big match um, and hopefully things go your guys way. But what's Todd, what's something you would want people to know or think about when they think about Adrian and Adrian, what's something about Todd you would want the outside wrestling world to know, um, if that makes sense.
2: Uh,
0: As far as Adrian goes, um, I I believe he is still, to this point, underrated for what he uh, uh, can do in the ring and what he brings to the table, not just in the ring but also backstage. Uh, The professionalism he brings to a building, wherever he appears at. um, I've said it before about the Sex and Alliance. They were specifically hand-picked because of their attitudes inside and outside the ring. And I think Adrian exemplifies that probably better than uh, anybody, um, and um, is probably um, one of the uh, most professional professional wrestlers you will find.
4: Yeah, and, and as as far as Todd goes, um, his mind for understanding the business, understanding timing, and understanding you know what needs to be done, what it needs to be done. I mean, there's there's nobody better. He understands the little things, he understands the things that are going to matter. Um, there's no there's no need to waste moments. Um, you know, he capitalizes on, on everything that he can, and he gets the most out of everything. So, you know, I think, um, you know, if anybody doesn't know who Todd Sexton is, they need to, you know, <laughs> kind of ask around or, or kind of watch some of the products that, you know, have been going around Georgia for the last few years because, you know, he's had his hands on, on a lot of things. Adrian,
1: how long have you um, known Todd now? How far back do you go? Uh,
4: uh, about a hundred years, I think. <laughs> <laughs> feels um, like it. Uh, yeah, it feels like it. So I met Todd. First time I saw Todd was probably like '02. Uh, first time oh. I met him was like '03. Before I started training. So I mean, it's been a it's been a minute.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I believe um, I, I, while I did not train Adrian, Sal would probably give the most credit for that. I had my, uh, my hands in a little bit of the early uh, work of Adrian, if I'm not mistaken, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were there yeah. you were there for a little while before, Sal.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, like everybody in the sex of life is 20 years of history with all of us. That's one of wow. the crazy things when you look at it. 20 years of history with everybody in this group.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, Todd, I had a question about the stipulations. In the uh, last video that came out, the emphasis was on Manders, David Manders losing his company if Team Manders loses. But isn't it also true that you're out as matchmaker if your side loses?
0: That is correct. I had to give him something, so... Gotta
3: throw the guy bone. I am. I'm curious about that, Todd, because, I mean, obviously you're focused on winning. Obviously, you and Adrian, you know, you're you're not going into this thing with the intent of losing. But what would that? I, I mean, if you just want to be honest here, what would that do to you if you weren't able to? to really, you know, determine the direction of Southern Fried, You've done such a stellar job with it. It's really how you enhanced your reputation. Like, those of us that know you know how much you contribute as far as any number of shows in Georgia and, and how you're part of, like, the training process that goes on at Landmark and all the rest of that. But really... It's that platform of being the booker of Southern Fry that's really let you have a great deal of influence and that kind of thing. What would that do if you weren't able to do that anymore?
0: Well, I, I'm not going to lie to you and say I haven't thought about it. I mean, I'm trying not to. You try to use it as motivation. You try to, you know, if you got a big something worth losing, then you got something worth fighting for. So, I, you know, i got to give Mander's credit. He put it all on the line with the company, so... He called me out and put up my job, as far as how it'll affect me if we lose, like I said it's we're not looking at that as an option, but you know it could be a morale buster for me on everyday life. that's for sure
3: and also Adrian, I think you know like I think Todd is right, I think that there's too many people that don't know how great you are and if you were able to really make your make your bones here in this match um that would really help but at the same time what would it mean to you both if you won and if you lost this match if you were part of cuz you guys are a real team you aren't just a collection of individuals so i know th- a win would be more meaningful for you guys, and a loss would probably hit you guys a lot harder. So, what would it mean? What would both of those things mean to you—the win and the loss?
4: Listen. So, in my mindset, my mindset's different than Todd's. I haven't even thought about losing. I'm looking forward. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a winner. I win. Um, I'm not looking behind me. I'm not asking myself what if. I'm going in there and I'm putting it all out there, and I'm we're gonna come out on top. I'm not. I'm not concerned about losing. Um, you know, we have, we have a unit, you know, all of us in the sex and alliance, you know, we're, we're united, you know, we, there's, I'm not gonna lie, there's, there's a little bit of tension there right now. Um, a lot of things that happened in the last few months and, you know, everything's leading to this war game. And, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we have each other's back, um, team Manders, I mean. Can can those guys even trust each other? So uh, to even think about losing, it, it's not an option. I haven't thought about it. I'm not gonna think about it. Um, you know, at the end at the end of the night, when you know we're standing in the middle of those rings and they're laying down in, in pain and in blood, uh, you know, I'm that's that's what I'm looking forward to. So you know, to to answer your question platinum like that's losing is not an option for us
1: so sexton alliance has the man advantage uh that you won at the last show um todd have you determined your um your batting order so to speak of who's going who's going um, in when
0: i i have and i haven't i have several different versions of it um as far as um, I think I have it figured out, then I think, oh, maybe this guy will work better. Maybe Nick has better stamina. Adrian was off the last show, so maybe he doesn't necessarily have the, uh, the ring stamina right now ready to go that long to start it first. Uh, then you think of the brutality of the situation. Bobby Moore is one of the uh, toughest guys going. Do you send him out first uh, to go for blood? So it is, um, and then, of course, you have the destroyer, Michael Judas but you want to save him at the end to clean up or do you put him in there to cause all wreaking havoc right off the bat? So I have several different layouts of, um, of way to go almost like a serial killer wall with string and arrows on pins <laughs> going around to figure out well, what would be the best strategy to invoke right now. And we're getting a crunch time. So I need to commit. I know that.
1: Hmm. Um, This is a little bit of a tangent here, but we touched on this in the opening part of the show. I wondered, uh, Todd, if you had any insight into why Judas was called Judas on the NWA show. (laughs) I don't yet.
0: Um, I've been in contact with Judas um, today and yesterday and obviously that day. Um, um, That is one topic we have not yet uh, addressed. Uh, we've been busy discussing strategies for some of the matches he's had over the last couple of days. Uh, sure. But we uh, have not addressed the uh, the name thing just yet. But okay. I'll tell you later, when I find out, I will let you know.
1: Okay, I assume good. they just I, want I... a
0: name they can own.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. I wish they'd pick the better
0: one. <laughs> Seriously, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, no, so I think we're all on board on this one.
3: Don't worry. Okay. We're all on yeah. board all on right. this one, Okay. <laughs> Adrian, that brings up a a kind of a funny question for you. Have you ever had to have a wrestling gimmick that you absolutely hated or one that you look back now and go, why the fuck did I call myself that? (laughs) Or have you always got to be Adrian Hawkins?
4: So when I I started off in wrestling, uh, I was Ryan Hawk. That was my name. And, uh, you know, Todd... Todd ended that fairly quickly. There was a run in Cornelia where I was el Veterano Cuatro, which was the I name was waiting for you to say. gave me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was I, waiting for ben, him to I, say. I, awesome. I hated <laughs> that mask. I hated wearing a mask. I, I, I hated the whole thing. But, you know, I you love do what it. you got to do, and, and you just move on. You know what I mean?
3: So it was It was awful. <laughs> So it,
4: when was Adrian
3: Adri- born? When was Adrian born? I'm from Tucson, Arizona. Gotcha. Oh,
4: where where was the the character or the? Yes.
3: Or? Yes, the characters. Oh, I'm glad to hear you're from Tucson. That's
2: awesome too.
4: Yeah.
3: So, <laughs> so the character was uh,
4: it was it was born in Cornelia. It was you know maybe it was definitely the first year that I was wrestling, um, and I was a lackey for Todd um when he was dating mm. with Chad Chad Parham and Cornelia um and uh yeah that's I mean that's where it started it was it was it was Todd's Todd's idea and then you know eventually you know it I've evolved and had different versions of myself throughout the years um some better than others and you know right now I think I'm the best version of myself so mm. you know that's my own personal opinion, though. You know, <laughs>
1: you, um, Adrian, you, you, am I right that you, you when you you left Georgia for a while and wrestled in Arizona? Is that is that correct? Yeah,
4: so uh, I left Georgia and I was in Arizona for about four, I guess four years. Um, I wrestled down there at a promotion uh, called Arizona Wrestling Federation. Um, I was on the first show. Um, I worked. Uh, I worked with Andy Pale Fox, awesome Andy. He's done some stuff with WWE and some darts and stuff. Um, but down there, uh, it was it was a different experience because a lot of the guys weren't um, probably as well trained. I guess is a good way to put it. Um, there were some guys that were really good, um, uh, but you know, I it, it forced me to have to be that leader and to kind of change my style to be more of the. Um, the main event type guy. So, you know, I, I think that that move to Arizona and having to to step up um, really helped me out. Uh, so when I came back, it was, I think it was a different dynamic. And I think Todd saw that um, once I did come back to Georgia.
0: And if I can point in that he's absolutely correct because when he came back, he was a, he acted like a main eventer. He acted like a top guy because sometimes when you go places, where you have to be the main event guy, you have no choice but to elevate yourself. And when he came back, he was a totally different piece of talent than he was uh, than, than the kid I remember when he moved out there. He acted like he belonged and he knew what he was doing.
3: Did that surprise you, Todd? Or did you see, did you see glimmers of hope early on? Was, was, I mean, you know, he'll, he'll co- cover his ears for a second. Was he the shit when he first started, or <laughs> did you already see that he was going to be good? <laughs> no, there was potential there right off
0: the bat um, oh, there, well. there was potential um, And, uh, he, you know, he got better and better But I think being away helped him more than anything else Because it made him grow And made him have to Like you said, be the man in charge Be the leader And because then when he came back It wasn't too long after that He ended up being, you know Southern fried heavyweight champion And wearing suits for the ring and stuff And becoming the Adrian Hawkins we uh, know now
1: Adrian, um, I'm curious about, you know, obviously you're the the leader of the approved, have been for a long time, but originally it was Jimmy Rave's uh, approved. Um, Your thoughts on Jimmy Rave?
4: So, first off, I don't consider myself the leader of the approved. Um, I consider me and Bobby equals. Um, I think a lot of times that gets gets lost in it. Um, You know, Bobby and I are, are two different styles, two different uh, personalities, but in that ring, you know, we, we see that eye on everything. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy was a great mentor for me. Uh, I had the opportunity to, to work with Jimmy a little bit in Cornelia and yeah, at Rampage. Um, and then as well at uh, Southern Honor or not Southern Honor, uh, Southern Pride. And so, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy's always been very smart in the wrestling business. Um, he understands that he gets it. He's always been very respectful um, with me and to me, and you know he's he's always always willing to answer any questions or, or help if I ever need it. So, um, you know it's it, it's it's weird that the approved came from that, and now it you know I spent a whole year, year and a half at Rampage feuding with Jimmy Rave approved, and then you know at the end I end up taking the approved from him.
1: Mm -hmm. i'm I'm also curious adrian about the situation you find yourself in now where you're clearly one of the most hated people in one building and one of the most loved people (laughs) in another building at the same you know simultaneously (laughs) um just how do you wrap your head around that what do you think about that
4: um it's a different dynamic it's I, I I hate I hate being a babyface. I'm just gonna say it, I hate it. I it's not who I am, it's not what I like to do or what I feel like I'm good at. Um it's good in the sense that it gets me out of my my comfort zone. Um mm-hmm. and and I get that and I think that's that's useful. Um, but it's it's definitely a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. I have to get my, my you know, my head around it sometimes and and try to understand what what's expected for me. Um but it's it's definitely weird, it's definitely different um it's just just adjusting i mean it's and I just like you know the question was to Todd earlier about you know how was I when I started, and uh well the you know I, I thought I was awful um because I, just the baby face thing just never never cut on like i just it just wasn't who I was, and i I always felt like people could see through that um i think you know now in the position i'm in would we, would be approved and with the sexual alliance and you know getting to be that that type of you know that hated heel um that's that's what i thrive in um that's what i, I feel like i'm really good at and you know you've um
1: pretty much stick with southern fried and anarchy um and you know, at least in recent years, haven't ventured out to too many other places, although you made that one trip over to ProSoft which shocked the hell out of me. Um is is um that by design or what kind of where are you at with with your career at this point and work and work in other places?
4: So so this this is more me as a person, um I know what my purpose is in wrestling. I know what where I'm at in my career, um, you know, my my purpose and my goal right now is to, is to give back and to help those that are going to have opportunities, you know, to help the Ben Buchanan's and the David Ali's and you know, the Ashton stars, the people, the the young guys that have opportunities available to them, you know, and that's my purpose. My it's my job to make sure that they can get to that next level and they have the you know the, the tools and the skill sets to to get there um you know i i take pride in that i take pride in, in helping them understand and tell stories and create those emotional connections with people because uh you know a lot of times you know i i say it a lot i don't necessarily have wrestling matches i have moments i go out there and i try to create moments for people that they will come mm. home with them and that they will remember because that's what's going to bring them back that's what's going to you know make them feel something and and that's that's what i'm trying to get across to people as as you know our paths cross is to create those moments that they can take home and they can remember them and have them forever um so that's you know that's where i'm at right now you know i don't i don't do a lot of traveling i've got a full-time job i've got a you know a wife i've got three kids you know they're they're getting older they play sports so you know my my time is very limited i i make wrestling gear too so you know it's my my time is very very tight um so you know I, I i don't venture off a lot because you know i've got other commitments in my life that um i value so you know that's that's why i don't go a lot of places
1: great thank thank thanks for answering that appreciate it yeah I know,
3: not a problem. so Let's, let's get the logistics out of the way. Yeah. The show is this Saturday. Tell me about the venue. Tell me about the times that's going on and um, all of that. Let's make sure we get that out on the front end because I got a couple of juicy questions to ask you guys. Who? Juicy.
0: All right. I'll, do, I'll, go into, I'll go into Booker mode here. All right. This Saturday, 7 o'clock, Monroe, Georgia, 405 Community Court Drive, uh, Boys and Girls Club. Crossroads with the Monroe Massacre for the main event. Uh, two teams, 12 men, two rings, one cage. My job is matchmaker versus Southern Fried Championship Wrestling's ownership by David Manders. Plus, we got the tag team titles in Falls Count Anywhere, the Washington Bullets against Happy Madness. For the Classics Championship, Marv defends against Will Caution. John the Body Johnson will be competing against Javier Reyes. <laughs> <and> the Kolob- <laughs>
3: uh, there's well, your ticket
0: seller, ladies and gentlemen. There's your ticket seller.
3: Old me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the Kolob Dynasty will be debuting.
1: Oh, nice.
0: And a few other surprises.
1: Hell yeah. Wow. Wow.
3: Um, Todd, how does, what's Kelly's mindset going into this thing?
2: Mm-hmm. I know
3: that's very personal, but she's obviously been involved. She's been at ringside, et cetera, et cetera. What is her mentality going into this thing? Because she's not competing, but she's got a huge stake in this thing as well.
2: Well, I tried
0: to hand her the
3: phone, but she said no. Oh, wait a minute. No. No,
2: okay. She won't say. Uh, uh, you know she's right there with me. Yeah. Oh, come here now, Larry. wants you to talk? All right. Hey, Larry. Hey, Steve.
3: Hey.
2: So, what's my? What am I thinking? Uh, yeah. What's there's your? A what's, lot your on what's your? What's your I'm, mind at? Uh, I'm worried about people getting hurt. Um, mainly. I'm worried about myself getting hurt, I'll be honest, because I'm not a wrestler. I don't, but it's just a lot on the line. It's been a long time coming, so should be pretty exciting, but uh, I don't know. I'll just have to wait and see. I'm just kind of nervous. I can't wait for it to be over. Let's, that, that's my answer.
3: <laughs> I can't wait for you to get your hands on Doc Brock. Tell me you're going to get your hands well, on Doc Brock. Come on, Kelly. You're going to get your hands on that little man. It, Come on now. If the,
2: opportunity, if the opportunity presents itself, then sure. Hell yeah, I will. You know I've never That's backed down. That's what I to hear. So. <laughs> and Bill Barron's, too. <laughs> That's you know, right. don't forget about Bill Barron.
3: Kelly, don't flirt I with have, me. I owe him if, a receipt <laughs> from
2: my ass whipping, so.
3: Don't do yeah, it. You
2: do. That was I bad. I want you to get it's your hands hurt. on Bill
3: bad. I want you to hurt Bill yeah. to the point where you have to play a recording of Bill singing to himself. That's what I want. <laughs> <Kelly>.
2: <laughs> well, I've seen he fire and I've seen rain, Kelly. I need it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we'll see what I can come up with. So,
3: how? One last question for you, Kelly, that I'll spare you. But like, did you ever think when Todd was, you know, like taking this taking this job at Southern Fried? Did you think we would end up here years later where mm. you guys are putting on one of the most important matches in the, all of the state? In, in one of the best you know, angles I've, in all of the state. I mean, and here,
2: here we are. No, I'm not surprised because Todd is a genius and our company is the nice. best, you know. I mean, he's a genius. Our company is the best around. Adrian, hey, by the way, our, our guys are the best. I'm the best. So, no, I'm not surprised. With a mind like Todd and the guys that we have, no, I'm not surprised at all. So, there you go. Love it. You got, yes, love and you it. got her in the zone now. So.
3: Yes. Larry, do you have a question while we still got Kelly all fired up?
1: <laughs> I'll spare her. No, that's fine.
3: I'll see. Okay. Okay.
0: Like, <laughs> Larry,
3: you know you want you know you want to see Kelly beat on fricking Bill Barron's or on fricking Dog Brock. Larry, you know you want to see that.
1: Well, I I definitely want. She needs to get her receipt on Bill for for the mm. ass slapping. Definitely, that's got to yeah. mm.
3: oh. happen. Oh, all seriousness well, aside... Yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah. please.
0: Well, I was going to say, one thing about this, and, and um, Larry will remember this, Adrian will remember this, and I'm sure Steve does at a certain point, although Steve's, the one uh, Steve was involved in, uh, needed to happen. It got to the point, if you remember, in Wildside, I was there when we did the first War Games match, which Larry was too, hmm. right? Um, yep. You know, and after that it became a tradition. And they did different versions, but it got to the point where it was like we have a War Games and we need a match. Right. Right. It was ex- expected to be a War Games every summer, a hostile environment or, um, you know, freedom fight, what have you, in the summer in that building. Um, But this is a case where, honestly, it was a match that needed War Games versus a War Games that needed a match.
1: This feud,
0: the intensity is there, the heat has been there, the bigness of it, we need it, we need something climactic and fitting for what we've done for the past year in
3: this story. Yes, yeah, this definitely doesn't feel like a war games rule tacked on to a thing. It does not feel like, even though I would say, you know, obviously the other side, Mander's side, is a collection of individuals, but it is all people, at least you got to give them credit for, they do have a common purpose, if nothing else. And that common purpose is they don't want you taking over. Um, Todd and Adrian, I'm just going to, I'm just going to fast forward. You've won the match. What is one thing that you would love to implement with your newfound influence? And it can be something silly. It can be something great. And I I know you probably haven't even thought this way because you're focused on the match. But I just want you to sort of dream out loud. Um, would you change the Southern Pride logo to be like the NXT rainbow colors? Would you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, Please dream no. out loud. You can do anything you want. You got that power. Todd's got the power. Adrian, you contributed to the, to the grand effort, so you have an influence. What's one thing you guys would like to change immediately to Sweet. Hmm. hmm. The name? Oh my goodness! Good. Any idea? Any idea what you would name it? I haven't figured out that much, but the
0: name's come up a couple times in conversation. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. Next> in <laughs> wrestling, at last.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but I don't. I mean, I I, I don't know exactly what i would do um but i definitely know it's going to be different i definitely know it's going to be a fresher product um so i mean it's i don't know we'll just have to wait and see won't we
3: Mm. adrian what's something you would like to change or now that you would have the power through todd if nothing else to make exactly the match you want or get any single person in that ring with you um that might help you with your answer what would you want? Oh, that's a good question.
0: Yeah, who would you like to be in the ring with, Adrian, in or out of Southern Fried?
4: Well, and you know this this might this might ruffle some feathers. But I want that heavyweight championship. Uh, I want hey. that heavyweight championship. I was listen. I was the greatest champion that company ever had, and a part of me still believes that Dude. I, I can be Dude. the greatest champion. And, and I get it. Dude. I get it. I get Kind it. of speaking out of, this is kind of public,
0: isn't it? We've had this conversation before, man, but not, not on a public forum. Come on. Hey,
4: you know, everybody want to be the, the best. Champion, I get it. I want to be the best. I'm not I'm not there to write anybody's coattails. I want to be the best. You know, I have to do what I have to do.
3: Larry, why are you always starting stuff with your damn questions, Larry? Seriously, yeah, right. Larry,
0: what the hell, man? <laughs> God. Get everybody on the same page, and you've got to do an interview, and Larry's got to stir shit up.
4: Hey, hey, you know, same team, but, you know, sometimes you need a new captain is all I'm saying, Todd. (laughs) You're (laughs) welcome.
3: Because when you step up, it's about individual achievement. Sorry, I just watched The Untouchables. So, uh. I mean, I mean, once,
4: once you get once you get rid of of all all the garbage and all the trash, then you know you have you have nothing but elite talent. So, I want to be on top of that mountain. I want to be the guy. Well, you know, I, mean, I don't I don't, think, you're I don't right, think that's uh, out of the question.
0: No, you're probably right. It, it, you know, it isn't when it comes down to it. This is the best, so the best would be Michael Judas versus Adrian Hawkins, so I get it and but you know right now we gotta focus on what we got here in a few days, and that is same team, uh same goal, let's same team. Let's get through this, then we'll worry about all that.
2: Mm.
1: yeah, Larry. I got one more question for um Adrian, not related necessarily to the um Monroe massacre. You talked about creating. Uh, moments and trying to communicate that to the the guys coming up. I'm curious about your favorite moments in wrestling in your career.
4: Hmm. Um I've had a few. Um I had a moment in Arizona where um I used to have I used to have a spray boy, uh a young trainee kid. He used to come out, you know, in a pink polo shirt <laughs> and some some brown some khakis and he would spray me down. Um, and we started doing this uh, spray boy challenge where we'd let people from the crowd, uh, you know, we'd pick someone from the crowd to have a spray off with my spray boy. And, you know, one time I got to have my daughter out there. Um, she, she clearly won, but she, I disqualified her because she was too young. So, you know, then she kicked me in the shin and walked out. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely one of my favorite moments um I've had the moments in in Royston where uh, I had jeremy v's kid um something similar i uh, I can't remember what it was, but they ended up kicking me and, and and doing that um you know I had a moment in uh in west georgia uh probably what about a year ago uh a year and a half ago um there was a kid that you know, was always at the shows, always getting people's faces. Uh, He ended up getting in the ring and, and kicking me and and pinning me uh, after my match, after I was already down. So, you know, just moments like that. Um, uh, I I talked to uh, Sean Nelson um, not long ago, and he was telling me that that kid, you know, still talks about that, that moment that he had, you know, a a year and a half ago. And, and that Mm -hmm. to me, that, you know that's what it's about, you know, because he's gonna have that the rest of his life, and and that you know, that's that's what gets me. That's why I do it.
1: Great, great, love it.
4: Can I can I share yeah. one of my Adrian Hawkins
0: moments? Please.
1: Yeah. And, this Please. From, this a, and this is not
0: this is not a then this is not a in ring moment with him because we've had a lot of good stuff, especially over the last year, and uh, we've done some stuff, but. Uh, At Shindig, where he came to the ring to defend the title against Ike Cross. And we worked so hard where Adrian, people finally realized that he was the man. And he made that entrance at Shindig with the security and stuff. I stood out there with Kelly, and I was teary-eyed because it was like a culmination of the moment of, you know, giving him the ball and him not just running with it and, and just scoring time and time again to where he established himself and established the heavyweight title as an important entity in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that is like the big moment for Adrian Hawkins for me. Cause like I said, it was such a, a great moment um, for me personally. And I believe for Adrian personally, yeah. it was the, uh, you know, to be on to him come in the main event the heavyweight title and to such a huge house it was you know something i still remember obviously and that's why i bring it up
4: yeah 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 that nice. moment was that moment was very special to me
3: very special i'm going my last question is going to be letting you guys give us a little insight into your minds and then also on what perhaps people can expect to see in the uh, Monroe massacre. So I'm going to name somebody from the other team. I might need Larry's help with that. And then I want each one of you to say how you think you're superior or how you would approach taking on that person. If you found yourself one-on-one with them during the course of the match, does that make sense? So yeah, yeah. like I'm just going to start off strong. So David Ali, how do you think you're superior or what's a strategy you would have to deal with him? Cause right now he's, he's one of the hot hands in the state, right? And he's put together. Well, he's got that youthful energy. Um, he's now getting a great deal of seasoning. How are you going to approach taking on David Ali as individuals? He's, he's emotional. He's very
0: emotional. I saw it firsthand when I was at ringside, match against Judas. So there's your weakness. That's what we take apart. We keep emotion out of the way on our end and hype
4: it up on his part, and that's when he makes mistakes.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. Adrian,
4: I'm going right at him. I'm going right at him. I'm, I'm giving him everything I have, and I I, I hope he gives me everything he has because uh, what I'm going to give him is a lot. And you know, he better he better be ready because I'm <laughs> I'm ready. You know what I mean? I'm I'm fired up. I'm ready
3: to go. Nice. Uh, um, David Manders. That one's mine.
0: <gasps> hey, but I'll let everybody have a shot on that.
3: <laughs> well, I'll take <laughs> 13 of <peeing laughs> off on that. He's a big dude. A though. God, God, I mean, gonna... he's a big guy. He was a sheriff. Like, he's, he's clearly not afraid no, he's to get a... physical. No, right? he's a
0: legit tough guy. He's not a professional wrestler. He's a legit tough guy. And granted, this is a different environment than a standard wrestling match. It is more about brutality. But he's out of his pay grade here. And, Mm. you know, me and Adrian train every week. So when it comes to conditioning, that's where it plays out when it comes to some of these bigger guys. Because if we get through the – if you get through the first – Steve, you know, you've been in the ring. You get through that first few minutes of flurry from that physical pounding, then the tongue starts dragging.
3: Yeah. It changes who people are. Adrian, when you get this shot at Manders that Todd is apparently allowing you to have,
4: um, are you, what are
3: you, what's going to be your mentality? Um, what are you going I, to do? I'm, I'm, I'm going to bloody him up. I'm going to
4: Oof. tear him down. I, I have so much frustration for David Manders and trying to get in our way of doing the right thing. That I'm just, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to bloody him up. Um, one way or the other. Uh, Andrew's got
0: rubber mallet for hands. Thank you,
3: Yes, Hi am behind
4: Judas. <laughs> <laughs> Tell I'm Michael Judas to go I'm, get him. I'm giving, <laughs> I'm giving this one to Bobby. I'm giving this one to Bobby.
3: <laughs> Bobby's got this
0: handled.
3: <laughs> yeah, Bobby's got this. Wow, Not surprising. Um, let's see, who else is in the match? Is uh, Mr Ashworth in the match? He sure is. That dumb old oh, hillbilly boy. he is. Yeah. So, and God knows how y'all, are you gonna I'm deal with, with his, my I feelings. Mean, yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm with my feelings on that guy. Um, uh, so um I'll let every, yeah, I mean, he's big, he's strong, he's dumb. So it, it honestly is a case of, you know, finding the right spot and we're, You know, getting around his his strengths, and uh, he's not too hard to outsmart.
4: But you know, but there are some live rounds being thrown on his part. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think with him, I, you don't go right at him. You wear him down little by little. I don't think he has the stamina to to be effective throughout the whole match. I think we can wear him down. I think we can, you know, we're gonna take some 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 shots. We're gonna we're gonna take a beating a little bit. But I think we can wear him down and then
3: take the advantage on him.
2: Mm.
3: And uh strychnine, correct? The wild card in this thing, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm.
3: Both of you are yeah, very familiar with card, him,
1: right. right? Too
0: familiar. Way too familiar. Um, yeah, is he similar? He's, you know, unorthodox, all over the place, Um this match he, out of Anybody on that team He's probably one of the more guys that is um, Well equipped For this kind of environment yeah. So he, he Could be a threat when it comes to that At the same time He's also the guy who likes to be His own player So as far as working within a team That's his weakness because he does not Do that very well
4: Yeah Adrian. I'm I'm concerned about strychnine strychnine is you know like you guys said a wild card, and i mean this this setting this this surrounding it's it's strychnine all the way um I don't have a game plan for him yet um I have to have some conversations with with Bobby and with Nick about this, but um you know right now that's that's my biggest concern going into this is', is strychnine because he's gonna feel right at home and we're gonna have to find a way to you know to slow him down and to to stop him because I mean it's it's
3: his environment. Uh, what about what about Doc Brock and Bill? Are you guys thinking about that? Do you do you feel like they're just there at ringside, trying to direct now, traffic and trying to warn people? Like, what, what's your thinking on them?
0: See, that honestly is probably a threat that has not been addressed. That I'm. You know, Adrian probably hasn't thought about it. I've talked to Kelly about it. (laughs) Then two together on the same page is something to be a concern because they're both great strategists. So um, that is something uh, because they may be the two guys that can – whereas Manners is the heart and soul, those two are the brains that can bring the team together as far as putting everybody as they come into the cage – in the order that would best suit them. Because they're both extremely intelligent. You know, as much as they piss me off and they get on my nerves, I can't deny what they bring to the table. So, they are a threat, honestly.
3: So, Todd, I mean, you and Bill worked together many, many, many years. Do you think that gives you the advantage knowing Bill, or does it give Bill the advantage knowing you? I know that's a tough question to answer.
0: It. It it, it may take this Bill advantage, but I've done so much more since me and Bill worked together. So, and Hmm. I've learned everything from Bill that he could possibly give me, and then I've learned more from other people. Um, It's sometimes Bill has a tendency to get complacent, and you know, and whereas I have not, so I think that you know, and, and maybe doing what I've done has led bill to get out of his uh out of his comfort zone a little bit as far as uh, getting more involved in things that he has which has led to him being choked slam through tables and whatnot <laughs> and doing and sing-alongs at the beginning of the show but um but no i mean i look forward in a way going mind to mind with bill because it is kind of a hey look where yeah. i am now i'm not that kid anymore i, I i'm right here you're equal so, to me, there's a little bit of pride on the line there when it comes to the, uh, the strategy and stuff. You know, and have I, and I,
4: have to, I have to disagree with that a little bit, Todd, because I don't think you're his equal. I think you're his superior. I think you're better than him. I think you've, nice. you've outdone him in every manner at this point, And I, I don't think you need to worry about, about him. Um, you know, obviously you've thought about it. Obviously you've got a plan for it. I'm not worried about it. But I, I
3: just, you know, you're, you're at a whole nother level, buddy. Thank you, sir. Um, what about last, but I don't think least, there's a reason I saved his name, Marcus Cross. I feel like this is, for him more than anybody else in this match, this is his chance to really show and prove. Um, I think there's like a, kind of a toughness question that comes up with him that he can answer. Um, what do you got for Marcus Cross, or are you dismissing him?
0: Nope, he's going, uh, he, we're going to take him to the deep end. It's time to see if he can swim. He, he has been, you know, he has been, and maybe unfairly, because I'm not going to knock what Marcus brings to the table, he's been Griff's little buddy. Now Griff Garrison's on TV is a big star. So now Marcus is, it's time for Marcus to stand on his own two feet and deliver and show that he's not just a sidekick. And Marcus is a badass. The guy can, you know, he's a multi-time martial arts champion. But he's never been in this environment before. And he has been coddled and protected by Bill. So it's going to be a coming out party, whether good or bad for Marcus one way or another.
4: Yeah, he's, he's, he's concerning. Um, he's, he's, he's fast. He's fresh. Um, you know, he's, he, he's a tough one because, you know, I, I think he gets, he gets overlooked because he is Griff's little buddy. Um, but I mean, legitimately, he's he's just as good as anybody in there. So I, I think we need to we need to find a way to to break him. We need to find a way to mentally break him down and beat him down in there um, because I mean, we really don't know what he's capable of yet, and you know, well, so Adrian. that's Adrian, yeah. I see, one of the, I see one of the difficult things is because if we corner
0: him to eliminate his speed, then we're in the pocket for strikes, and those kicks will bust ribs. Oh, but if you give him yeah. space, then he can create movement and fly from every direction. So that's why we've got to figure out different ways to, you know, pertain him.
4: We just need to throw Judas at him. How about that?
0: That's our solution to everything, so that usually works. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm all for it
4: I'm all for
2: it <laughs> I love it
4: mm. Well It's well,
1: just guys, wonderful to talk evil, to you guys right? Yeah Yeah We'll see Saturday night one way or another We're going to see how all this plays out Yeah it's going to be a big I deal
0: think, It's going to be something
3: Did we lose it? No. Nope.
4: Oh, Excellent. I'm sorry, sorry about, about that.
3: We there? No, no, all yeah. good. Yeah. So, I mean, going, right. I mean so, good. again, this, this Saturday, 7 p.m., it's going down. You want to get your tickets. You want to be at Southern Fry. This has been – I mean, Todd, how long has this been in the making, especially because of COVID? I mean, we're looking at two years. of. I mean, how long has it been?
0: Uh, it's been over a year. This has been building. Yeah, uh, legitimately, we 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 finally had enough of David at Crossroads last year, and <laughs> I thought it was appropriate that we come around full circle and we put David out of his misery at Crossroads this year. And granted, if it wasn't for COVID, we might have uh, put a stamp on this a while ago. But you know, everything got what happened happened, and here we are, and which has honestly probably made it bigger than it would have been previously. If not for yeah. uh, the breaks we've had,
3: yeah. So I mean, you got to be there. It's either it's a cliche, but in this case, it absolutely applies. It is history in the making. It's one of those things where, if it ends up being as big as it potentially can be, if this this you you could be looking at your show of the year and certainly the match of the year. So people need to be there. Any last words, guys? Yeah. Yeah, you put it over
0: as good as we can, Steve. I mean, you know, it could very well be bigger than Shindig for this year, one of the important remembered nights in Georgia wrestling history, and that's what we're going for. And, you know, we want, you know, this this thing between me and David is built up into such a huge deal with the rest of the locker room that we're going to see it implode or explode one way or
3: another. Love it. Love it, Adrian. Any last thoughts?
4: Ah, uh, just you know, it's it's going to be something to see. Um, you, you don't want to miss this. It's definitely going to be something that's going to be talked about for a while. So you know, I'd recommend if you know if you can get out there, get out there and, and go see it because it's it's going to be something special.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Best of luck on the show. Best of luck in the match. I hope it goes great. Uh, I hope Kelly manages to uh, do something to Bill. That would be incredible. And uh, yeah, best of luck. I mean, it's all it's all on the line. Fine. I mean, this there's no matter what happens in the match, Southern Fried is altered. That um, is different, and it will not be the same as before. So, I mean, it, that's what wrestling is all about when all the all the chips are on the table. So, I can't wait to see it.
0: Yes, sir. You put it great, Steve. Thank
3: right.
1: you. Thanks a lot, you guys. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank
3: you, guys. Larry. So you're going to be there for this bad boy, right? Oh yeah. Oh, What's yeah. uh? What's I'm going to put you on the line. I know we got to get going, but um, what's something that you're looking forward to and something that you think could potentially surprise you about the show in general? Um. Hmm. Hmm. I'll tell you from my what? perspective, give you a little time to think. I, I would say... I'm looking forward to, you know, the double ring, one cage war games. It's quite a, a privilege in a sense, is it not? I mean, like very few groups are able to do that. And uh, like Adrian and Todd said, they've never been in one. I, I hope that match really lives up to the potential because I think it's, it deserves that moment, you know. That's something that I would very much look forward to is living up to that moment.
1: I certainly would agree with that. I think this from a surprise element, you know, all the attention uh, for for good reason is on the Monroe massacre. I'm wondering if there's going to be a surprise from the other matches. A sleeper match that really um not to, not going to say steals the show, but is surprisingly good.
3: Here, I'll call I'll call I'll I'll call my shot on that. I don't think the Bullets have had a great match since this run. I don't think they've had it yet. And I, I know more than anybody, I know what the Bullets are capable of doing. I think that this might be the time where they pull it all together. They're still in their physical primes. But I think everything that they've learned and this build that they've had with Happy Madness, I think that match is going to exceed their former outings uh, but more than that, I think this is going to be really the Bullets sort of reemergence, you know, and coming out party. Because they're they're a multiple-time tag team of the year in Georgia. And I think people have forgotten that fact and sort of taken that for granted. But I think they're going to kind of lay it out on the line a little bit and uh, really show their stuff along with um, Sal and um, Sunny Days.
1: Well, I, I think that's a good point. They're going to be coming in with some momentum. They're going to be at the um, Dragon Con show. So they're working off some of that ring rust. So yeah, could be
3: nice. Well, um, great show. Thank you to Todd Sexton. Thank you to Adrian Hoppings. Um, were you happy, Larry? Did you get to ask uh, Adrian what you wanted to ask him? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, that was fun. Good.
3: Excellent, excellent. Well, Larry's going to be at many a show. He's going to be so, so Thursday night and Saturday night. You're going to be at shows, are you not? Right, that's the plan. Holy moly. Rob
1: Rod will be doing up Southern Honor on Friday night. So we'll, we'll GWH will do our best to cover the, the big ones this weekend.
3: Yes, GWHNewsAndNotes.blogspot.com. Please check that site constantly because we always got good stuff coming up, and we got more good stuff going up this week. Any last words, Larry?
1: Looking forward. We'll be back in uh, two weeks. I think we will have. A cameo from at at a minimum from Nick McDaniel about the Hell Freezes Over show. Yeah. Um and uh well the cat out of the bag. Got an idea here, but we'll talk about that later.
3: Okay. Well great. Well thank you to our guests once again. Southern Fried happening this weekend, Southern Honor happening on Friday, and of course Thursday you got the Dragon Con show and then you have the debut Um, Of uh, David Marquez's deal At Center Stage So lots of good stuff to check out Make sure you do And we will see you once again On The Tipping Point
1: We thank you for listening to this broadcast A production brought to you By the GWH Radio Network stay tuned to georgiarestaurant.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more as always we thank you for your continued support